0: Welcome to Dateline New Haven on WNHH, New Haven's home for community radio. I'm Paul Bass, inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make our community tick. Well, we got someone here who's really ticking today, Kristen Ford. I'll just put it out there, the favorite person I've ever seen over the years at local clubs playing Cafe Nine and (laughs) others. She's a musician who's now gotten a big break. That break you always hear people talking about. And um, she's here to tell us about it. She signed on with Ani DeFranco's Righteous Babe Records. She's a new single out that's gonna go places, and her career is taking a new step. Kristen Ford, thanks so much for making time to uh, come back on Dateline New Haven.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so stoked to chat.
0: Uh, oh, what what kind of car are you sitting in?
1: Uh, this is a rental. It's a Mazda. And where are you? I am somewhere in the Northeast.
0: Okay. Like the no, United no more. What? Like, you want a tour or?
1: In an undisclosed location. Yeah, I'm, um, <laughs> so this is my first tour bus tour and it was really fun. I, I flew into Minneapolis and someone else drove my equipment up to the first date and then we just wrapped up the tour in Beverly, Mass. And so now I'm driving back all of the gear and etc.
0: Well, there you have Rather i was going to get to that later in the conversation we will but you've been on the road since 2014 and this is a very different way to tour isn't it like you were one of those people who make a living at music kind of grinding it out every day schlepping your own stuff booking those things and now you got a tour bus you got someone handling equipment it's <laughs> kind of cool
1: yeah oh absolutely it's i was uh joking with with ani on sunday i said you have just ruined me for her DIY touring,
2: she says, "Yeah,
1: <laughs> back in the van," and and I'm like, "The van? Try like the Corolla. Try the <laughs> or
0: the El Camino. That's one of my favorite videos and songs or of the yours." El Camino. And that was, I think, that's the one you shot in New Haven, like on top East Rock at night, correct?
1: That's right. That's a great that's
0: video, right. Kristen. But nine years, I think you put in your time. I think you're allowed to have a tour bus and someone very burly to schlep your stuff. <laughs> So, yeah. Kristen, you got a new single out on, on Any uh, Righteous Bade Records called The White Man's Dream. Is there a whole album coming out, too, or what's the deal?
1: Yeah, we're working on a record, which I can't tell you when that'll be coming out, but I can't tell you I'm really excited about it, and I think it's some of my best work.
0: And she produces the recording, right?
1: Yes, yeah. We've been doing a lot of, like, kind of postal service style, like sending demos back and forth and tweaking lyrics and... Um, yeah having her her ear on this stuff the mixes are just amazing and sometimes she's singing backup vocals or adding uh banjo or uh keyboards or synthesizer or just like cool weirdness that i wouldn't necessarily think oh but then when you hear it you're like yeah absolutely so i think we're both having a lot of fun and pushing the envelope of what's possible.
0: And I want to talk in a few minutes about how you met Ani, how she'd been an inspiration for you, and now you get to work with her in that nice story. First, I want to talk about the single. So yeah. she plays on the single too? Like, where did you record it?
1: Uh, we recorded that uh, in New Orleans at her home studio. Uh, so we did that over, like, three days. And, yeah, it was, it was really cool. I wound up playing... Everything except uh, she played some synth bass and sang some backups. She but played I'm guitar, bass, all, and drums? Yeah, I did all the... I played the drums and the guitars, and uh, there's no bass guitar. It's just synth bass on that song. I gotta say, the um, thing
0: about seeing Kristen Ford if in New Haven over the years, the fun part was that no one's better at the one-person band deal, you know, doing <laughs> the loops, right? Like, you start out playing usually a guitar rhythm you press the loop, it keeps going, then you press the lead guitar, and then you hit the drums, and it's all like the band rocking out. And I've heard people who know a lot more than I do say, like, no one does it better than you, and it's got that incredible <laughs> energy and that rawness of almost garage rock, you know, where you're really letting go. And, and, but now, and over the years, I've noticed you do a lot of um, playing with other musicians. You had one thing over the, over the uh, pandemic when you were playing with a cellist, I think you called it Evergreen Trio or something, yes. where you really took an interesting turn there too.
1: Yes, uh, very very fun to play with other musicians and depending on the instrumentation and, and who is hanging out, you never know what might happen. So in preparing for this solo opening run, I, I did have one rehearsal with a trio where it was like bass and drums and thought, gosh, this is fun. These songs have a lot of energy. But I feel like I've gotten myself with my... Uh, abilities as a musician and and with my setup of of toys and tricks that I wound up trying to have a lot of fun and somebody was at sometimes these fans are so incredible and so dedicated like they'll go to multiple shows they'll go to three shows or five shows I think was the record that somebody attended but some of the feedback that I get is it's your your set changes every time it's slightly different every time and that i think that's part of the advantage of i don't do anything pre-recorded all of the looping stuff even though it might be 10 layers i'm putting it all down on the spot so you never know how that might my favorite part was
0: how you ended your last show i saw i think it was about a year ago when you brought the other musicians on stage and did a really kind of trippy jam that I thought was excellent. Uh, uh, yes. That was totally unlike the rest of the set, and had this great kind of non-climactic way of ending. I thought that was beautiful. But as you put it, you used the word DIY, and you're really making a transition, right, Kristen, from like DIY yeah. troubadour to recording art, like momish recording artist, and uh, you know going down to New Orleans and recording with Annie DeFranco. Could we uh, play the song in full for folks? Do you mind just sitting listening for the thousandth time? Love so, be, to. and then we'll talk about it. So this is uh, Kristen Ford's new single called "White Man's Dream." I've watched the video; it's kind of interesting with animation and stuff. And uh, but for here, this is just going to do the audio.
1: Let's go.
2: we Shop-
0: White Man's Dream, the new single out by Kristen Ford on Ani DeFranco's Righteous Babe Records. What a great song. It was so much fun to listen to again without the video. Because, you know, these days we kind of associate songs with how we see them. And I Mm. thought, and what I really noticed when I was listening, you said there's no bass. And the bass is so crucial to the beat. Is that synth? That's synth. Okay, and you're playing that.
1: Uh, Ani played the bass since... um and she did a little singing background vocals, but I, I played the rest of it.
0: And take that, Taylor Swift. I think this has some anthemic uh, potential to speak to um, young women and to girls yes. in a way that she does, but maybe in a little bit of a different direction. What do you think?
1: Yeah, you know, it's been so incredible to just come off of this run opening up for um, Ani and her band because I closed every show with White Man's Dream and, and hearing people come up to me afterwards and saying, oh, thank you for talking about pronouns. That's that's an important issue to me. Or, oh, I'm biracial as well. Like, way to represent for, like, the mixies out there. Or just um, – and then we have a T-shirt that says living in a white man's dream. So it's going to spark conversations. Well, it's definitely
0: people. a moment for that, too. You know, when I think of Ronnie DeFranco and a through line to Kristen Ford – and tell me if this is overdoing it, because last time you were on with me, you told me I totally overanalyzed music, which is supposed to be fun for the most part. <laughs> but like you both have that insistent uh, rhythm and bass playing when you're doing music and you make an acoustic guitar feel like electric guitar, even though it doesn't have to always be loud, but sometimes it can. And Ani was questioning gender norms, um, identity, long before it was hip, like decades before it was hip. <laughs> Right, right, and you kind of have a through line there. Is that true? Is that part why she was an inspiration?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh... It's been such a, such a treat to, to watch her just approach soundtrack and then to get to be side stage and close. I mean, just the way this woman like plays her wah pedal is like, it's intense. Everything is intense. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's impossible to, you know, the way that art evolves, it's impossible to imagine what my music would be if I wasn't influenced by somebody like Ani DeFranco. And you're also you know, your own, you're also your own
0: artist. Like, I would argue that your intensity, which is always there in the rhythm and the power of the songs, is combined with such a sense of joy and fun. Like you're always having a good yes. time. And your main thing is to do like funny dancing when you're on your videos and like <laughs> just kind of rock out yeah. and just be a little bit crazy for the fun of crazy, right? So um, when you tell us how you met Ani, you have a write up on your website, which I could read about the fateful meeting. She'd been an inspiration to mm-hmm. yours for years, and then you got to meet her, and she became a collaborator, mentor, producer. How did that happen in Provincetown in 2022?
1: Whew, I think it was uh, just really lucky. I just happened to email uh, Righteous Babe at the exact right moment, not, not even inviting them out to my show, but just saying, hey, I exist. <coughs> It would be really cool to get signed to your label. It would be great to work with Annie. It would be great to open for her. I mean, just ridiculous.
0: So you made that
1: email the... That probably should have gotten deleted. And was that the first
0: time? Read. Was that the first time you contacted them?
1: No. <laughs> okay, so this time <laughs> it was. I probably worked. have over the years, you know. Um, also, like most labels, they're really doing their best with limited staff and limited resources to support the artists that are on the roster and do business as they need to be done. So a lot of times those unsolicited emails, anytime you email a label or a booking agent or whatever, you just expect to not necessarily hear back because mm-hmm. they have plate. And it just so happened that, um, Ani was on vacation in P town the same week that I was on tour playing P town. So I think the email a it got opened and read B the timing was just perfect and then they really loved the song white man's dream that i played at the set and it began with okay let's maybe do a single and that now has progressed to okay let, no let's do an album and like oh actually it, let's have you open for me and so it's just been a really wonderful magical trip and what, what, was Ani cool.
0: herself at that show
1: she was, yeah.
0: And what's the name of the place where you were playing?
1: It was called Way Downtown in Provincetown, Massachusetts.
0: And what um, you knew she was there.
1: Mm-hmm. How did yep. it
0: affect how you played? Was it sort of like, this is my big moment, I better not screw it up?
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and
0: what did you do to make sure? How would you deal with um, the nerves?
1: You know, I, I think a lot of times nervousness and excitement are... adrenaline same coin it's like you just take that take that um any kind of feeling of nerves it's not helpful to be like don't mess up don't mess up don't mess up and just put it into um trying to pump more energy out which (laughs) i also took with me for some of these some of these shows felt like uh it was just so beautiful either it these great big theaters and everyone's really really listening or um There were some actually scrappy rock clubs where the people are all standing room and they're pressed right against the stage. And so, you know, either way, I think it brings a certain amount of pressure to the situation. And and I try to just thrive under pressure as a performer. You have to, or otherwise, you know, um, how are you going to handle the next thing that scares Mm -hmm. you? (laughs)
0: um, So you, I don't know if it's embellished or not, you have this story on the website about you meet her and you tell her a story about poop and street parking in Chicago. Then you shut your mouth and play the (laughs) set of her life. So you met her beforehand. And then.
1: Yeah. I, I, it is true that I told a story about poop because I just didn't want to, I thought, what is the most um, human way that I can approach this interaction with someone who's a, a hero of mine? Because I I didn't want to just be a fangirl. Oh, my gosh, you're so great. I just have loved you forever. I I know she's heard that and continues to hear that (laughs) plenty. But to have a real uh, conversation as two human beings, that was more my priority. And also, I think I was pretty nervous, so I just... Diary of the mouth, take it literally. She, she heard your music, and that's
0: okay. <laughs> and we've heard your music, the music of Kristen Ford, is here on Dateline New Haven, WNHH FM, 103.5N, live-streamed. New Haven Independent, we've been following her over the years as one of the great up-and-coming musicians doing DIY touring in New Haven as a regular, and now she's kind of hit a bigger level here. She's got a new single, White Man's Dream album to come, on Ani Franco's Righteous Babe Records. How many cities did you tour with, Ani? Uh,
1: Twelve. Okay. So it was... Um, yeah, the Midwest and Northeast, and a whole lot of fun along the way. Did you
0: get to jam with her on her set at all?
1: I did, yeah. We did a few songs together, and... That must have been fun. Oh, it was an absolute blast.
0: Does she still do both hands? That was always my favorite. My daughter yes. has actually introduced me to that song. It's a really good song.
1: Um, yeah, she even played it on the last night of the tour. Uh, it wasn't even on the set list, but I think she just got inspired and played it.
0: I love the guitar playing on that song. It's just so interesting yeah. the way it builds and then doesn't build. So I thought of you, Kristen, the other day because um, I was reading the story about Jan Wenner, the founder of Rolling Stone, the Rolling Stone Museum. You knew the question was coming, right? And, uh, and you know, it was the power behind who got considered the rock star, greatest hits of all times, control, starting control, the rock and roll museum, who got in. They're almost all white men. You want to talk about the white man's dream of your, of your, yeah. um, of your uh, song. Well, you saw what happened last week. He gave an interview to the New York Times. and They said, you know, you have a new book out why is everybody a white man when you talk about the greatest figures ever in rock? And why is, like, you have to go to number 97 to get Suzanne Vega on your list, you know, when you do that? And he said, he said some incredible things. I mean, he said about how, like, basically these are the only real rock philosophers. As though there was never, like, an Aretha Franklin or a Joni Mitchell. And somehow Mick Jagger became not a babbling interviewee in his mind. And it was swift. Within hours of that interview coming out, the directors of the museum he started and controlled booted him. I mean, he's no longer right. there. He no longer gets to decide who's in the Rock and Museum, because he always decided. And it was because he finally got called to account for making it a white man's dream. Mm. Our, it made me think of a conversation you and I had last time when I noted how the couple times I saw you, you were touring with all-female acts, but you made a point of not calling it the chick show or the women's show or women's rock. And you had kind of a subtle, I know you don't like me getting too serious and deep about fun music, but like you said something about how while you like promoting women in music, it was important you not to call it Women's Night or Ladies' Night is making as though that's something different. Did I get that uh, right? That there's this fine yeah. line between like women get shut out and the white man's dream, but the answer isn't to just call attention to them as women rather than as musicians like everybody else?
1: Sure. Well, and I also think that the binary is not necessarily as inclusive as we could get to. I think it would be right. kind of neat if, if when we go to introduce ourselves, if it just is like, <clears throat> Hey, my name's Kristen, my pronouns are she, her, and it's just not a big deal, but it's just like, well, how do you want to be, how do you want to be received? How do you want to be seen in the world? And, um, especially the playing these shows, these all ages shows, uh, uh, there are so many young people who are feeling very free about who they want to be in this life and in this world. And I think that race and gender, it's like, let's all just chill out and yeah. And focus on connection and helping each other and finding commonalities, finding common ground. And uh, I do think that it's, It was neat to be on a tour that was... as. uh, It was obviously so special to be working with a personal hero of mine. Uh, Ani has built Righteous Babe Records from the ground up herself, and I have so much respect for her. She's like the the original DIYer. Mm -hmm. But also this tour, you know, we had a female tour manager. We had a female front of sound engineer who's, like, calling the shots on how the trailer's getting loaded. And so...
0: How about the roadies?
1: It was, well, that's what I'm saying is like half, it's like a half female um, crew. And it's, it's nice to just feel like it's not a boys club. It's an everyone's club. And, And I think as more and more people who are buying guitars and who are wanting to rock out and leave their mark and make moves, like it's definitely not a, it's not a boys club anymore but it can be an everybody
0: club no question you know you talk about all ages show would you agree with me that every single generation it's that very younger generation their teens and early 20s who so much more quickly can embrace change and how we perceive gender sexuality and race like for them stuff that is a huge deal for first of all my generation god forbid like gay mm-hmm. marriage just wasn't going to happen in our lifetime and then it did you know and then annie's generation yeah. they were they take that and then your generation where there are a lot more people you got on your doors and then i'm guessing that then when we hear about all the teens now who just as a matter of course are really feeling encouraged to explore their identities whether it's pronouns or or whatever else i think it's a hopeful sign amid all the stuff that makes us bummed in the world you know
1: oh yeah absolutely i think that um <laughs> i think that all the isms is like a learned trait and we can when when you're young you, you're you malleable and and you can learn you know you come from a place of love and you you can learn hate but i think more and more it's been inspiring to me the power of a song the power of putting it out there in music. And I love that you said that I have a lot of joy to what I do because I do find that if I'm, if I'm having the best time, that's when the best music comes out. And I mean, that was fun. my first word for
0: when people say, when I say, Hey, do you want to come with me to cafe night? It's like, she's so much fun. <laughs> that's the first
1: part. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And when people tell me it was fun, I got to stand at the merch booth and, and meet people, you know, and, uh, have folks say almost guiltily i've never heard of you before but you were great or you know thank you for playing and i always just say no my pleasure like i love music i would not want to be doing anything else
0: okay <laughs> but i'm so excited that now it you've gone so to the next level we're all cheering you on in new haven as you go on what's Yay. next for, thanks for making time for us today congratulations on your upcoming album with ani defranco what's next for kristen the album a uh, tour and your uh, on yeah going back down to new
1: orleans soon to finish up the record and uh hopefully some more touring soon so i'm also going to be just taking a little time to to do some some journaling and some reflection and just gratitude on this crazy month i've had of september it's been such a blessing well way to go yeah i look forward to just trying to marinate in that
0: Looking forward to what's next, everybody. The song is White Man's Dream. Check it out if you haven't already. And uh, thanks to Kristen Ford for joining us and Harry Drow's work at the controls. We're going to take it out, not as usual with the Afro-Semitic experience, but with one of my favorite uh, Kristen Ford-sized projects, the one I probably listen to the most, which is the Blue Janes, which really combined what she does musically with what her partner, Genesis, does rhythmically in her speaking. So we're going to take it out with the Blue Janes on WNHH one hundred three point five FM, large stevenewhavenandpenn.org.
1: Thank you, Paul. Appreciate you.
0: Thank you, Kristen.
1: You
3: will Started you. from the bottom now, I'm here. Used to be blurry, out my vision, now i clear. Run the pipeline, from the prison to the school. Only here for the gold, so you better run the schools. How you build an empire when you never had the tools to the short chain. On the third with a slight broad. Never take
2: less than I gotta have it all Just the strings on my guitar Fill my life inside a car Headed to the next step I don't stress I got the blue magic I'm the only
3: Black girl, why call that blue magic? They say this wasn't meant to be. Now we got a my man making history. My goals and dreams were above the clouds. Now I float on stage when I move the cry. So just keep calm and we'll overcome. I'm down three one by the bottom like a run. Yeah, we run against the grain. Yeah, we ride in our own lane. Got them eating out our hands. Run this town, we run this land. Wasn't supposed to get this far.
2: So we call it that blue, blue magic. Oh, I'm the only one who has it. or that or nothing. Else. Oh.